Welcome to the Power Women in Insurance Show with your host, Teresa Kitchens. Join us as we laugh, talk about hard issues, support each other, and make our industry and our world a better place. Let's go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Another episode of the Power Women in Insurance podcast. My name is Teresa Kitchens. And I am honored to be able to be here today with Deborah Mathias. And we are talking all things LinkedIn. Now, this is a little bit different because social media, everybody is all about social media. But at the same point, it's like, where do you go? What do you do? And what do you do when you get there? Right? So today, we have Deborah who's going to go ahead and to get answer all your questions for all things LinkedIn. Hey, Deborah, how are you? Thank you so much for having me, Teresa. I'm doing great. Well, it's good. been a crazy two years, but yes. we're here. <laughs> yes. Well, I want everybody to know that uh, if you go check out my LinkedIn um, for Teresa Kitchens, just like the room with an S, that's what I always say. Uh, Deborah actually worked with me. How long ago, Deborah? Was that a year, year and a half ago? About a year, year and a half ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my LinkedIn profile. And um, that is, we were connecting and I was like, oh my goodness, so many people just throw their picture up that, you know, maybe they got taken at a party or something, or they got taken on their back porch and they just put on their insurance agent, or they just put on their, you know, whatever it might be that they think that they are. And they don't make it interesting. And you showed me so many great tips for being able to really maximize my LinkedIn. And you showed me where to post, how to keep people interested, how to be able to engage with people I just was so excited. I was like, oh my gosh, I have to have Deborah on the podcast because other people need to know some of this information. So Deborah, let's start off real quick by telling us how did you get to be the LinkedIn queen? Because I love people's story about how they got where they are. So tell us how you really fell in love with LinkedIn. Okay. Um, I tried to, before I even train anyone, I have what I call a bio course worksheet that has my bio at the top, because I think it's really important that people know how I got started on LinkedIn. Um, in 2008, when the stock market crashed, I was working for a courier company in Columbus, Ohio, and I couldn't get any appointments. I've been in sales for over 30 years, and I was doing everything that I could. Everybody was holding on to their money tight. Mm -hmm. So in 2009, January, after being out all day, trudging through the snow in Columbus, Ohio, making cold calls, I was taking candy and cups to people. I was doing everything as a sales professional that I felt, you know, could get me where I needed to be just in right. front of my clients. So I come back home and, or I go back to the office, sit down, up pops this thing called LinkedIn. It's a it was still a baby platform back then, wasn't it? Oh, like, yeah. 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 And the funny thing is, it was like, I didn't know what it was. All it said, it was a professional networking site for professionals. Seemed good to me. So I get on and I set up a profile. Over the course of the next two years, I took my prospect list and my top 100 client list, and I started connecting with people on LinkedIn. Now, back in the day, not too many people were on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. So I would literally, in my outreach, send a note that said, 
if I could find their email, I've sent you a connect request on LinkedIn. Could you connect with me on LinkedIn? And lo and behold, they started connecting with me. And it wasn't until 2011 when I really realized the power of LinkedIn. I was sitting with a client, a prospect that I had tried to get for two years. Wow. Without, he wouldn't give me the time of day. And so I'm sitting there, we're having lunch, we're signing a $100,000 contract. And I stopped to ask the question, why? Why would you connect with me on LinkedIn, agree to a meeting, and here we are, when I had done everything in my power to get to you and, you know, meet you. Yeah. Because credibility. I could read your LinkedIn profile. I could see where you went to school, what career you'd had. That at the time I was a race car driver. He goes, that you were a race car driver. I thought that was pretty cool. He goes, and I saw you were a breast cancer survivor. Mm. He goes, so is my wife. It hit me like a ton of bricks. Yeah. I went back to that office and I filled that profile out all the way. <laughs> and I was like, this is my digital business card. So in 2011, I was asked to take over a networking meeting for a friend of mine. And um, she calls me at two o'clock on a Tuesday and says, hey, can you do me a favor in the morning? And I'm like, sure. She goes, can you take over my networking meeting at 730? And I went, 730? Okay. <laughs> she goes, my son's sick. I need to take him to the doctor. And I'm like, okay. What kind of networking group is it? She goes, social media. And I went, Katie, I'm not on social media. She goes, yes, you are. You're on LinkedIn. You're all over it. Just tell people what you do on LinkedIn. So nice. I went home and put together a little two-sheet thing that is now a 36-page workbook. And I went in the next morning, took my computer in, passed out my little handouts. And I said, this is what I do on LinkedIn. I was very fortunate. I've been very blessed. There was a Fortune 100 and a Fortune 500 sales executive sitting in that meeting that hired me on the spot to come in and train their sales staff. Wow. So then I had to write curriculum because I was like, okay, I really guess I need to do this. The one thing I like to tell people is an entrepreneur, anyone in insurance, and I've trained a lot of insurance professionals. You have the ability through this social media platform to show who you are, to showcase yourself, your business, Mm -hmm. to get people to connect. I tell my clients, there are only three reasons to connect with people on LinkedIn. Number one, they're going to be a client. They just don't know it yet. Number two, they're going to be an ally or an advocate that any given day and time, they're going to have your name at the top of their lips. Or number three, I might not be able to do business with everybody, but if my network and I connect with someone, 
I could introduce that person to someone in my network, be a referral partner, pay it forward. That's how I use and that's how I train people to use this amazing platform. I love it. I love it. And so when you work with somebody, you mentioned that you have a, a, a packet, if you will, for them to be able to fill out. And you asked, when I went through it, you asked some really great questions about who are we, what makes us unique, what makes us different. And I love that you mentioned that you put on your profile some personal information, like being a race car driver and you know your, your survival of, of breast cancer and so forth. Why some people would might say that they don't want to reveal that kind of personal information in a professional environment. And I know that you, you even mentioned that somebody said that was part of the reason why they wanted to do business with you. Do you find that people have a hard time either coming up with something? Cause in my mind, I'm like super boring, right? Like I'm probably one of the most boring people ever. So do you find that do you have to kind of pull that aspect out of people sometimes? Yes. I like to say, my husband calls me a psychologist. He goes, I've never seen you. He goes, you'll just, you'll get into the psyche of people. The first person thing I ask yeah. people, what is your passion? What are you passionate about? When we get to the about section, I ask, give me three sentences about you. That's never changed for me. The only thing that have changed from those three sentences since 2009 has been I am now a former race car driver and a 17 year breast cancer survivor. So it's all about letting people in social media today on LinkedIn. I can only speak on LinkedIn. I don't do a lot other than LinkedIn because it's made me a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So pets, family, sports, that's what intrigues people. Authenticity. If you start out of the gate, I am an insurance person and our company does this. You've already lost me. You've got right. three seconds, three, one, two, three. Totally. For me to decide if I'm going to connect with you, if I find you interesting. And I always tell people that little see more button down at the about section, what you're trying to create is that interesting thing about yourself. What do you do when you're not at work? Do you like right. to go on walks with your dog? Do you take your kids playing? What do you do? People want to know who you are before they connect. And if they click that see more button, that's where you put everything about your career and what your credibility is. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So I love, I love the fact that since you and I actually set up my LinkedIn profile, I, I put on my LinkedIn profile and because it was really funny because I actually um, was going through this plat packet that you had sent me, right? And I asked my husband, I go, what do I do? I don't even know what I do. Like, who am I? You know, and he was, and he just laughed at me and he goes, you are the killer of plants. And I was like, well, yeah, but people don't really care about that. He goes, no, he goes, that's you, Tracy. You totally kill plants. And you know what? I have to say, I have to say for Christmas, my daughter gave me this cool, and I found it on Amazon. I totally literally asked for it. This cool gauge to go in a plant. And you literally just, you don't even in all the time, you just put it in and it tells you how wet the soil is. So you know whether or not you need to water it. Oh my gosh, my plants are living. So I may have to actually go change my LinkedIn. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that because on my oh. own, on my own raw area, I'm a plant killer, right? So, yeah, so it's really funny because I've actually gotten emails from people that say, 
uh, that, that's through LinkedIn or whatever that just say, um, uh, from one plant killer to another, <laughs> let's talk kind of thing. And I think that's hilarious because it shows me people read my LinkedIn profile. Right. And I know exactly where it came from because I haven't put that anywhere else in the world. Like, right. you know, and so I know that they, that they found me on LinkedIn immediately as soon as I get an email like that. But I've gotten, let's say probably three to five of them, probably. It's been very interesting. But when I first saw it the first time, I was like, what? How does somebody know that I kill plants? <laughs> and then it dawned on me that we put that in my LinkedIn profile. So I thought that was hilarious. I thought awesome. you would totally appreciate that. I do very much so because it's true, you know. The funny thing about LinkedIn, and I want to tell everyone that's listening today, in 2020, LinkedIn started making changes in rapid pace because of the pandemic, and a lot in 2021. Your headline is now algorithm sensitive. Make it interesting. Mm -hmm. Put those keywords in that headline so that people know who you are and what you are trying to accomplish. Who is your client? You know, I want to give tips on this as well, because it is my passion to see that everyone succeeds on LinkedIn like I have. And so, yeah, there's been a lot of changes and a lot of them are good for people who are trying to build themselves, build a brand on LinkedIn, as well as connect with, People of like mine. Exactly. And people want to do business. Um, you know, the whole point of networking, whenever you go to like a networking group or whatever, is to do business with people that you know, like, and you trust. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing I like about LinkedIn is that it helps to be able to build that a little bit in a different way than right. somebody on. I, I kind of find that Facebook for professional reasons, I don't really love it. I mean, I do in some ways because there are some private groups that I'm a part of for industry purposes that I love and I love all the people in them. And I mean, I would die for the people in these groups. I mean, they're amazing. But, um, you know, for LinkedIn though, it is such a great, I love what you called it though, your digital business card. And I literally wrote that down, but how do you navigate people to make sure that like, what types of questions do you ask to help them get a good LinkedIn profile? Because I know you're going to walk them through that process. Tell me a little bit about how you approach it, how you pull that information out of them, and how you help them to structure it in a way that it's going to be interesting for the viewer. Right. Well, the insurance industry is limited in things that you can put in your LinkedIn profile due to the financial aspect of right. it. So we have to be creative in getting our message across to the masses that may use our service. So the first thing I ask someone when I sit down with them to train is, what is your passion? And I let them tell me, I let them take, you know this, the first two or three minutes Tell me about yourself. What are you trying to accomplish on LinkedIn? Mm -hmm. And you know, by the pre-training worksheet that I send, yep. I ask you, who are you targeting? What clients do you want? So important. Who, who do you want to connect with? Right. Being who intentional with that. With? Yeah. Being intentional. I don't use the spaghetti method on LinkedIn, nor have I ever. 
my network of 10,000 plus connections and being a social media influencer and one of the top LinkedIn trainers worldwide has come at a very slow pace because it wasn't connect to everybody. And I show people who to connect with and why, Yeah. because I don't frankly have time to sit and have a coffee chat with everybody. So, okay. So that's a really good question. Cause I think on LinkedIn, sometimes people just go connect, 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 mm-hmm. connect, connect. And they just send out all these like invites and all of a sudden you're getting all these like, you know, oh. connect options from people that you've never heard of. They're not even in the industry. They're just right. like, you know, they kind of go through all their first connections or second connections and just start going crazy on the connect button. Um, how do you usually say to be able to vet people to be able to be a part of your network? Like how, how do people, how should people choose? And does it hurt their algorithm? Because the algorithm is a really big thing. We talk about algorithm whenever we talk about Google or search rankings or websites or things like that. We don't really think about those types of conversations or the word algorithm. When we talk about our profile on LinkedIn or our profile does does who you connect with have anything to do with your algorithm? No. Okay. Who you connect with, the, the one thing that connecting with someone with a large amount of connections is they're going to be your second connections. So it expands your next network by connecting with someone like myself that has over 10,000 followers. But as far as the algorithm, no. What does drive the algorithm is engagement, Mm. liking, commenting, engaging in your network's content. And as far as the algorithm and the profile goes in 2020, 2021, there are several places that LinkedIn opened up to keywords. So that when you put keywords in these different places on LinkedIn, your prospect or your future client can find you easier because the algorithm is going to pick up those keywords Mm. and put you on the front page of LinkedIn instead of way back at the back. So the headline is one that LinkedIn opened up the algorithm to. Okay. Think keywords. Interesting. The about section. Okay. Keywords. The address section. Keywords. Everybody's going address section. Keywords? Because is it is it searching locally? Is it so it has a a a local aspect to it to help you connect with people in your area? Or what what why is the address important? It's The algorithm works on keywords. In other words, if I am John Q. Public and I put insurance in the search bar, I want my client's face to be front and center on that front page. And they are because in two hours I take them to All Star, putting those keywords in there, giving them the nine soft skills that they need to put in their skill section, another place that is algorithm sensitive to keywords and put them in front of their client. Mm. So think about it this way. 
everyone's trying to get found on LinkedIn. The best way to get found on LinkedIn is to chuck your profile full of keywords with, so that you can get found. In other words, insurance, women's professional, things, little keywords that are sprinkled throughout your, the word LinkedIn trainer is in my profile like 13 times. Oh, wow. Okay. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. You want when somebody puts LinkedIn trainer in that search bar for me to be like, here I am. (laughs) And that's what everybody is looking for. They're looking Mm -hmm. to get found. It's one thing to do outreach, which I do every day. But it's another thing if I have people wanting to connect with me for my services. Work smart, not hard. True. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. So another thing I find on LinkedIn is a lot of people's picture sometimes is very, <laughs> I wish everybody could see you're, you're just kind of like almost a little spit take I on that. I almost had a tea, tea incident. <laughs> exactly. A tea incident. Um, people's LinkedIn picture. So I actually was just talking to somebody about virtual assistants and we were talking and we were literally just having a conversation about the fact that when you see somebody that you connect with them. You, there's something about them that you want to do business with, even if it's personal, you know, video, like we, we do video for this podcast. We have it, of course, on regular streaming environments, but we do put it on YouTube. So if people connect with you, a lot of times they connect over video, right? So, or, or pictures, how important is it to have a picture on LinkedIn and, or maybe the banner and, and, and what, kind of a picture. So, I mean, can I take a picture maybe from my family barbecue on 4th of July after we did the sack race? Is that a good idea? No. And something that, by the way, you need another hour's worth of training with all the new features on LinkedIn. The picture has now been turned into a cover story. If you go to my profile and click on my picture, you're going to see a 30 second video of me. And in 2020, when LinkedIn created the cover story, it was the biggest game changer for anyone seeking a career or building their brand on LinkedIn. Mine starts out with me in the race car going, hey, I love to go fast. And you've got 30 seconds. It needs to be done by the mobile app. But to answer your question, if you don't want to do the cover story, please, from waist up. Go have a nice, you can do it with your phone. Yeah. Stand on a blank wall and have your picture taken with you dressed nicely. Because I will not connect with anyone that does not have a picture. As a matter of fact, three weeks ago, a client sent me a referral 
The guy didn't have a picture. And I sent him my free LinkedIn tips so that he could see how to put a photograph on there so I could connect with him. I said, I will not connect with you until you have a photo on your profile. He goes, don't know how to do it. I go, gotcha. So, you know, third connections. I don't connect with third connections either. The reason being, since everything has happened the way it is with social media, I hackers can get in through anybody's profile. They can put a fake mm. picture on a profile. A third connection means I have nobody connected to that person so that if our relationship goes sideways, I can go to and go, did you really know that person that well? I like connecting with my second connections. So let's talk banner. The biggest piece of real estate on your LinkedIn profile directly behind your picture. Why not put your logo there? Most people don't put anything there. I know. I mean, the vast majority, in fact, I really, my husband doesn't listen to my podcast that often. He does occasionally. Sometimes he surprises me, but I just went to his LinkedIn and he works for a corporation. So it's not as big of a deal, but I mean, it is, but you know, but anyway, so he doesn't have anything for his banner. I'm like, oh, we got to go fix that this weekend. We got to go fix that. So how important is a banner and what should people be thinking of in a banner? A banner like I said, is the biggest piece of real estate you have on your LinkedIn profile, with an exception of the featured section. If you do not change the banner behind your photograph, you're not going to get found on LinkedIn. When LinkedIn went from like 700 million people at any given time to 900 million in 2020, they had to do something to separate the people who are active and the people who are not active on LinkedIn. Your LinkedIn URL, go to your LinkedIn URL and secure right. your name. Number two, banner. I don't care if you get a Google image and put behind there, change it because as long as you have that gray banner, you're not going to get found on LinkedIn. Right. So those are two things that are going to help you move up in the algorithm search on LinkedIn so that you can get found. Interesting. Interesting. So one of the other questions is, and I have two other major questions I want to make sure that we cover today is that um, what about posting? Cause today's day and age, we have Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. I mean, I don't hear that much about Twitter that often, but some people are on Twitter. I'm not on Twitter. Um, but some people are, and then you have, I mean, then you have, you know, your business profile for Facebook, you have your, you know, your personal profile for Facebook and oh my goodness, how exhausting. <laughs> and some people have like clubhouse and some people have, oh my gosh, then there's TikTok and then there's just, uh, how important is it to post how often and what type of content? Because I, I, I'm, uh, I can't come up with more to post. Like I said, I'm not that interesting of a person. How does that even work? I don't okay. know. But what do you recommend on that? I post once, maybe twice a week. Okay. Because you're right. Nobody is interesting enough to post every day. And it doesn't help the algorithm for you to post every day. 
what you're trying to create with a post is over a hundred views of that post and content. And when people tell me I'm not that interesting, I don't know that much. Oh, people love free knowledge. Okay. You're in the insurance business. Give some insurance tips. The one thing that really resonates with people today on social media and will help you get found in an algorithm search is video. Why not do a 30 second video? Hi, I'm getting ready to do one when we get off here because I have a group on LinkedIn that I am turning into a virtual once a month networking group. And those that get to come to the networking group are those that are active in the group. So you're looking when you post to post good content, whether it's training, whether it's a situation that's happened. Since 2020, LinkedIn has changed as far as post content. In other words, can I post something? If I go to the racetrack this weekend and my husband wins the race, will I post it? Absolutely. It's my authentic self. So there are limitations. Now, will I bring it back to business? Like talking about teamwork? Most likely. The second thing you need to know is using your hashtags. Yeah, I'm not each, good at that either. <laughs> each person that trains with me gets the 100 top hashtags on LinkedIn that have the most following. Mm. So... You're only supposed the and this could change next week. I'm going to preface what I'm going to say right now by this could change next week. LinkedIn has yep. changed over 50 times. It feels like since I've been on LinkedIn and since they started using hashtags, three hashtags are what you're supposed to use now for your posts. No more. Okay. So well, that's good because some people put like 10 of them in there and I'm like, how did you go find them? Where, what's, what's important, you know? And then it just kind of gets a little bit overwhelming mentally to go think how many hashtags do I need to go find? Right. But three, I can do three. I can do three. Now hold on to your hat because I'm going to tell you the second thing that happened in 2020, as far as content push on LinkedIn, if you do not have interaction on your post, it's going nowhere. So in other words, why not hyperlink three to four people on that post so that you will get some interaction because each person that you hyperlink their name to a post in the body of the post, their network's going to be able to go to their profile and see that they liked and commented mm. on a certain post, thereby putting you in front of that person's network. So they, when they did this in like, I want to say it was July of 2021, I looked at my husband and I go, I'm going to have to have a pre-event for LinkedIn local Raleigh Triangle. And he goes, what? I go, I need 10 to 20 people that are going to help me promote LinkedIn local Raleigh Triangle for the first live event because we need people to content push the mm -hmm. post. And he went, oh, so I literally had an event, a pre-event 
so people would help me push the January event. Nice. Because you need people liking and commenting on that content for it to be pushed forward in the algorithm. Interesting. So how many, so, and I have, I have a friend of mine, is there a difference in the, is there a difference in the way things rank if you like it versus you comment on it? Yes. Okay. Liking's good. Commenting is golden. There's a 34% difference in the views of that content. If you just like it. And if you comment on it, that content is going to get pushed from the comments that happen. Interesting. 34%. I will substantial. That is substantial. I'll send you a article that you can share with your group after this about the algorithm, the algorithm changes in 2021 and 2020. Nice. Nice. So I have a, (laughs) I have a friend of mine, shout out Joan Curtis, who says um, liking is for losers. She says you always need to comment on stuff. I know it's, it's really kind of funny, but she, she's that kind of person. She, she goes for kind of some of some of the shock value, but she always goes, Teresa, when it comes to Facebook, liking is, she does this right here. Liking is for losers. Always make sure you make a comment on somebody's post. So I'm going to throw that out there. Big shout out to Joan Curtis. Um, and I think about all the time. So sometimes I go through and I'm feeling lazy on the couch, right? And I'm on my cell phone. I'm like, 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 I'm like, Teresa, don't do that. Go back and comment. So I go back and I make a comment, you know, and even if it's just to be able to say something like, wow, or that's awesome, or this made me laugh or, nope, you know, that don't work. Five oh, words. that doesn't work either? Five words or more. Oh, well, okay. All right. See, we're, we're making <laughs> progress here. Five words or more. Okay. Yeah. it. You know, and it also has to do with, for me, respect. It's okay. like if somebody gets on and comments on something that I've done, pardon me, and all they put is, oh, great job. I'm thinking, Okay, thanks, I think. Okay. Am I not worth a one sentence? Thank you. Interesting. Interesting. See, I never quite thought of it that way. I thought, well, I'm making a comment so they know I'm here, you know, rather than just hit like, 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 because you don't always read things whenever you just hit like, right? If somebody goes, look, I won an award. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's great. Thanks. Just like it, you know? Yay. You know, party for you. To me, that's like, okay, whatever. But if somebody goes, wow, that's so cool. I'm like, yeah, that's me. I'm cool, you know? But I agree. I do agree with you that there's just different levels of saying, right. you know, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Thank you for your service in the, in the industry and in the community, right. whatever, you know, that would lead to that. Or I know there was a lot of work that went into that, that kind of thing. I agree with you. There is a different level of, of connection and communication. Right. And it does make your post stand out a little bit more. But sometimes I'm like, I'm doing really well to be able to get, wow, that's really cool out. You know, I mean, to me, that's like, I don't know. It's like a B effort. I don't know. I should at least get credit for that. But I guess I got to get those <laughs> efforts in there. Well, you I love that, it. You want that person's content to excel. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And especially people in your network and areas. So how do you get, how do you create posts or what do you think of whenever you create posts that would inspire people to connect more? Because I think it's not just about 
uh, going on Pinterest or something like that, right? And picking up a have a great day, you know, meme or something. So that's what some people do. And they think that's posting. They think that's that's getting out there. And, and to some degree, I got to give people credit because it puts your name in front of people that are searching, whatever. But I don't think that makes it pop up in other people's um, items as much, especially if we don't have, what are we talking about here? The three hashtags, um, uh, the five words for responses. How do we get those responses? What types of Post. I know we talked a little bit about video earlier and video is the keyword on all social media platforms. So how do we encourage people to really post at least the five words or more on all of our posts? It's a matter. Okay. I shared this with somebody the other day because I could see this gentleman's eyes glazing over as I drank it. And he's like, I got to post this and I got to do this. And, you know, I could just see his eyes glazing, glazing yeah. over. It's like, okay, post once a week, do something really good. And then follow that post. When you're looking at your homepage and you're liking and commenting on someone's content, the number one main reason to do that is, you know, like, and trust that person. Mm-hmm. Number two, you want to build a network of allies and advocates so that when you comment on their content, they content on they comment on your content. In other words, I tell every one of my clients this pick 10 people that you guys are going to once a week, once a month hyperlink that person's name to a post that you do so that they get in front of your network. Right now I think I'm at about 22 or 23 people that every week hyperlink my name to a post, put me in front of their network. And sometimes I share it to my network. So it's almost like a, I scratch your back, you scratch mine so that Mm -hmm. we can together succeed on this platform where there's a lot of people that want to buy your service or product. Mm. Interesting. The last thing I want to be able to bring up, and I know I said I had two questions. This is my last question that I have for you is when people reach out to connect and I, and I think you probably don't want to go about this. I think a lot of people feel like, especially in 2020 and 2021, then with all the lockdowns, that LinkedIn became an area where people just kind of started spamming each other and started saying, hey, I want to work with you. 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 And it lost some of the, um, how do I put it? It lost, it, to some people, it lost some of the, um, hey, these were credibility because LinkedIn used to be the place where you really went to connect, where you really went to get right. to know people. And I think it still is. But I think some people, especially because they couldn't go knock on doors or, or drop off a gimme anymore at that point to businesses, they've gone to LinkedIn to try to troll. And that's really kind of my word that I'm going to use here. Yeah. How do you How do you suggest that for us to be able to make an impact and get in front of our ideal target market um, I know we talked about posting. We've talked about having a great LinkedIn profile. How do you also recommend for people to really connect beyond those front end opportunities with somebody that they want to be able to do business with on LinkedIn in a way that's appropriate, 
that is um, not salesy and schmaltzy. Okay, I'm going to give your audience the number one thing I do every day, and I'm going to tell you exactly how my process of connecting. First of all, everybody has an analytics on their LinkedIn page on the edit page. It's either called a dashboard or it's called analytics. It shows your profile views. It shows people who have viewed your content when you post, and it shows search appearances. What a search appearance is, means somebody sitting at their desk, their computer, their phone, and they put a keyword in the search bar. Your profile came up. They clicked on it. And so that search appearances means that they actually clicked on my profile. Right. And LinkedIn gives you a list of companies, a list of what their title is, and at the very bottom, the keyword they use to find you. So every day I go to my analytics and I look at who's viewed my profile, who's viewed my content, and by the way, Anybody that views, likes, or comments on your content, that's one of the warmest leads you're going to get on LinkedIn because for some reason, they find you fascinating and they like you. Why not reach out and connect to them? Yeah. Yeah. My connection request is the same as it's been since 2016, I think is when I changed it. I would like to introduce myself and add you to my professional network on LinkedIn so that we may further communicate and become better acquainted. Now, if I look on their profile and I see maybe it's another racer, somebody that kills plants like I do, I may put that in the connect request. The one thing you don't want to do is in the first outreach go, hi, my name's Deborah Mathias. I'm a LinkedIn trainer. I see that we've got three connections. I want to connect. Okay. I keep it simple. I keep it professional because who can turn down? I'd like to introduce myself and become better acquainted. Pretty much says it all. Yep. My connection rate's 98%. Nice. It's because people can see through. I can see through Mm -hmm. a connection request. I can see through a first outreach. And if somebody hits me with a sales pitch on the first outreach, I go directly to their profile and I disconnect. Yep. Because they're doing the same thing to my 10,000 connections if they're doing it to me. Yeah. I got three I got to get rid of when we get over here. How funny. Well, Deborah, this has been amazing. So I know that you do work with people specifically on LinkedIn, LinkedIn, uh, building their profile on LinkedIn, building their pro- their platform on LinkedIn. If somebody wants to work with you, how do you recommend that they reach out to you? Best way to reach out is ask me to connect on LinkedIn. I love it. I would I love, love it. to connect. And anyone that's viewing in the triangle, our live event is coming up May 18th. From 10.45 to 1.45, it's going to be three hours instead of two. And 
it's the link will go live on Eventbrite April 1st. So come out right. and join us and network in person. I love it. I love it. Well, Deborah, you've been amazing today. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us and all the all the people out there in the insurance land. I'm excited that we get the opportunity to talk about something a little bit different today and talk specifically about LinkedIn, social media, and being able to get out there and make a difference in a professional manner. Thanks so much for taking the time with us today, Deborah. I really appreciate it. All right, everybody, this has been another episode of the Power Women in Insurance podcast. Make sure that you do check us out every single Wednesday. We have another amazing person that we talk to. And we are on, we are on, uh, we are on LinkedIn, of course, but we're also on um, uh, Google iTunes, we, uh, Apple iTunes, we're on Google Podcasts. We are on Spotify and all the places that you listen to your regular podcasting, as well as on YouTube. We are on YouTube as well. So make sure that you do check out another episode every single Wednesday and subscribe to the podcast. Everybody, we'll talk to you next week and have a really good one.